And welcome to the latest edition of the Duval Dive, a Jaguars podcast. Of course, I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game of the Jaguar Report of SI, and my good friend Travis Holmes of Big Cat Country. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, NFL football is officially really real for real. Uh, Thursday night had one hell of a season debut. Uh, fun football all the way around. You had moments where Patrick LeVon Mahomes II looked like Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, even without one Travis Kelsey. And you also had the Detroit Lions out there biting people's kneecaps off. Of course, there's a lot of conversation about what whether what kneecaps were moving or any of that, whatever. But this is a Jaguars-based podcast. And Travis, uh, to kind of open things up, there are a few Jaguar-related things over and above the fact that Patrick LeVon Mahomes II will be facing the Jags for their home opener. Don't want to concentrate on that too much because yeah. this time next week we'll be talking about that game. But Jawan Taylor, former Jacksonville Jaguar tackle, was in the game. And then the other one that could have been over Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, both in the game, both big factors in the game. And, and in true Travis Holmes fashion, when Aiden Hutchinson was blowing people up in front of him, oh, well, I guess we should have gotten to so-and-so with the thing to do and got back to... And, and I make fun of you, Travis, but like I, I don't blame Jaguar fans for thinking that after watching this film, Aiden Hutchinson uh, got plenty uh, busy. So the uh, floor is yours, yeah. Mike. I mean, no, you, you, you have it right. Unfortunately, it's hard to let that go when you're a team who has... It's seemingly no depth at defensive end right now. Like if there's any one position that's consistently been a position of worry for the Jaguars fan base, it's it's outside linebacker. It's whether or not Walker's going to take that step forward. But on top of that, do we have any depth? Like uh, we're still talking about, you know, Clavon Chason being our third, you know, defensive end. And so we have uh you know, so Smoot comes back and we get a little bit more rotation there. Um, I mean, we have our our DC. Uh, we have Mike Caldwell just yesterday uh, when he spoke to the media, stating that essentially they there's that snap distribution for that pass rush is going to be hot hand. They're going to treat it like a running back. They don't know who's going to be that in reality. They don't know who's going to be that third guy. It's going to be whoever's producing. So when you have someone who could have been that pick um, when Trayvon Walker was picked that's producing in the way that Hutchinson is producing. And I know people are going to say it's all about the sacks. This dude is playing a magician in Pat Mahomes. Now you see me, now you don't. Pat Mahomes, who's a top two quarterback at avoiding sacks. He avoided 47 last year, mm -hmm. and he's a bottom three quarterback as far as how often he's sacked per year if you're talking only starting quarterbacks. Like, this is a guy who's rarely sacked. So you can't just put it on stats or as far as sacks are concerned. He had a Josh Allen type game at, at you know, Jaguars, Josh Allen, uh, 50 year, you know, 50 year of his contract would likely be a top free agent. Josh Allen type game as his first game in his sophomore year. I'm right. not going to you know, rile it up and say this dude's incredible, but. He absolutely had a good game. If you have eyes, if you watch the tape and as far as Jawan Taylor, he had a good game. 
I, I'm not going to just BS it because he's no longer wearing a Jaguar uniform. Like the guy had a good game. If you watch what he did, a lot of uh, Hutchinson's, you know, the Hutchinson stats and Hutchinson's pressures came when they put him at defensive tackle, which is funny because that's a, that's sort of what we're talking about doing with Walker. So maybe we'll see a step forward with when he has those opportunities, you know, starting Sunday. But that's so both teams, but both former, or well, I can't even call them former Jaguars. So both players, both uh, prospects, if you will. Yeah, both both Jaguar, either former players or prospects, did well in this game, and you you can't really be mad about it unless you're someone who just really, really, really wanted Hutchinson in the draft. And and, and that's fine too. I, I really feel like, um, and and Trent Bulky is associated with a sort of mistake, and I put sort of in air quotes mistake. Um, right. In that there's an analysis by paralysis feel, right? Remember, the reason why they drafted Trayvon Walker in the first place is because they are of their awareness and that they're in a run-heavy division. They weren't necessarily looking for a sack master. That being said, um, that where that vision gets narrow is, <laughs> you know, you're looking to win other games. What do you do once you're past the playoffs? I wonder if Aiden Hutchinson, for example, chases down a limited Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second in a final playoff game there, 27 to 20, or perhaps even a Chad Henney uh, in that instance. Hmm. So, uh, and I mean, that's, that's where I think uh, the, those that are so uh, anti Trayvon Walker have a legitimate beef. I, I, I wasn't high on the pick. I wasn't as low on it as, as you and others were, but I understood the, I understood both sides of the argument, frankly, that's why I'm not so passionate about it. And you mentioned right. Jawan, yeah, you mentioned Jawan Taylor. The internet is a Twitter, if you will, uh, with um, – see, I can say that, and it's not a pun anymore. X, go and give it to you. Anyways, yeah. um, see, that is a pun, though. Um, Jawan Taylor, the, the intar webs is lighting up, you know, oh, he's, it's a false start. So here's the thing. If it was, it would have been called, Okay. I think it's a matter of the timing. This is something that he took the time to practice his craft to get very precise. Listen, as a player, I would have never tried to do this just because you have to be that uh, precise. What the claim is, is that the snap is, is quote, or, or rather that the movement is with the snap. And it was one of these where it's kind of like, I liken it to Travis, the uh, delay of game concept. The clock may be right. at zero zero, but they're not going to flag it right away. It's that similar sort of thing, and you know, I, I, I'll put it this way: I think JJ Watt puts it west best. They're not going to call it, and he's got it worked out. I'm gonna keep using it. Is what bingo. it is, you know? No, bingo. That's exactly what it is. And again, he he didn't do this his freshman his his first year in the league. He practiced it in that in that going into his second year, and he practiced it like a craft and in the words of my old college coach if you ain't cheating you ain't trying like yeah. it is a loophole in the rule book just like the delay a game penalty like if the referee looks at you and looks at the ball they and it's just it's that it's that small little difference of time it takes for you to look from one to the other hey it is what it is the man's perfected it and he did it in jacksonville and i'm just and it's only becoming a thing because it's happening for the chiefs and it's the, the chiefs are cheating again because no one wants you know like, like he's done it throughout his the majority of his career so it kind of just is the twitter's fingers twitter fingers so then the thing to watch in week two in Everbank Stadium is if they start concentrating on Jawan Taylor, if the Jags will uh, have defense will have a, a few opportunities at longer uh, yard uh, down and distances mm -hmm. due to that. That would be very interesting to observe. 
or, you know, will uh, Coach Reed and, and, and company and Matt Nagy and company be like, um, nice job, Joan. Don't ever bleeping do it again. Uh, that, that too. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think I think we can move on from uh, from uh, Thursday and, 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 and saying happy football to yeah. those of us here who are into the Duval dive doing the thing. By the way. Make sure if you aren't catching this on the stream, you catch this on all your podcatchers, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but if you're listening on the podcast and you want to catch the stream live at Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, you can always check out the SOTG Twitter. You can always check out the SOTG Facebook page as it's doing the game. A7BN Sports is just she in the upper left corner. And of course, on the other side in the right corner there, Sir Toba Media's YouTube page where the struggle is real to be awesome, as well as Huddle Up Podcast Inc. Oh, yeah. And if you're like one of those younger whippersnappers, I have a Twitch account, the SOTG. Anyways, <laughs> Travis, one win in the past 10 tries for Indianapolis, I think, is the big story. <laughs> if you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, and I have to say, there's an awful lot of things that look good for the Jaguars as far as them turning that streak into two in the past 11. Again, not precisely great, but, you right. know, still a possibility. Um, you know, what is it? Rookie head coach, rookie um, quarterback, a lot of youth all over the roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is you see, see the Jags able to take advantage of here? Well, I mean, and the, obviously their best players on the sideline, that helps. No, significantly in Jonathan Taylor, uh, oh, no, right. not yeah. playing, not yeah, not playing for Indianapolis. So there's the obvious benefit there. However, there's the obvious, there's the other side of that coin with Devon Hamilton not being available for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So there is some give and take there. However, at the end of it all, we know the strength of this Jaguars team is at the quarterback position. At the head coach, which essentially is the offensive coordinator, the play caller. Um, you, we've we talked go. about this forever as far pencil as, hey, he's a, pen, he's a pencil whipping just machine. Like, that, that is what he is known for. That is what Doug does. Doug does. Yes. Uh, um, that That is one of the major strengths. So when you're talking about, hey, what are they going to take? What can they take advantage of? Hey, you can take advantage of this secondary that no longer has Gilmore. You can take you can, you can take advantage of possibly even running the ball, which we did very successfully last season against Indianapolis, like to the tune of 243 yards when we last played them in Indianapolis. However, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> is that running game better? And that was uh, and that was actually Press Taylor's point that he made yesterday with the media also. It was, hey, we ran for 243 yards, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically that they were an extremely explosive offense as, as far as the running ball. However, they got to close the games out. That's, that's the root of all of it. You got to be able to close that out because you can run for 243 yards. Trevor doesn't even throw for 200. However, when it gets down to those money downs, those third and ones, those fourth and ones, those fourth and goals, are you closing it out with a touchdown or are you giving it up, you know, those three points? And that can be the difference in a game like this when you're in enemy territory. Um, so I actually see them being pretty successful in both the run game and the pass game. But the major thing that they can take advantage of is that Calvin Ridley dude, uh, that Calvin Ridley dude, that, <laughs> that, that, uh, Kurt, that Christian Kurt, those, that receiving core yeah. and Trevor Lawrence, 
just dicing that Gus Bradley's defense up. And, and most people already know Trevor's been extremely successful against Gus Bradley in those two games that he's played versus him so far. Like he he's 45 of 52, which is an 86% completion ratio. That's awesome. Four, for, for 400 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like he takes what he gives it. He drives down the field. And again, that may not jump off the page on yardage, but remember, they ran for 243 yards. Like they, they weren't even trying to throw the ball. They only had 22 passes attempted in the in the last time they played in Indianapolis. So all that to say is we are in a great situation. We are this is a great matchup for Jacksonville. Dot dot dot. If you don't omit the fact that Shaq Leonard didn't play in those two games last year. I was going to go to Shaq will. Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he will be here. So that that changes the calculus just a little bit. But, you know, those are the benefits for Jacksonville. That's where it leans Jacksonville, both the passing game and the running game. Yeah, uh, to mention Shaq Leonard's return is a must. Um, you know, the fact that this is – and this is, the, this is actually the advantage for Indy that they have uh, in this mm. being the opening um, matchup of the season – Players who were hurt throughout a large portion of the year or even bits of the year for the Colts. It, it, listen, the Colts were hard to scout. Yeah, obviously they were falling they were. apart. They they guessed they guessed very incorrect on Matt Ryan. Um, and, and I think the point's been made on this show before, Travis, by me or you. Or I, I remember saying it, you might have as well, is how I'll say it. Um, that whatever happens this year, the Colts have taken a net positive step forward by getting a quarterback that you can probably guarantee will be back next year not somebody who's mm-hmm. you know utilizing insure to keep up his ins- uh, his nutrition count right um that's, that's it, yeah that's an old people joke that's what i'm trying to say but <laughs> um uh, you mentioned Shaq Leonard, and I think what makes Shaq Leonard more dangerous over and above is DeForest Buckner. Listen, Bingo. when it comes to stopping the run, DeForest Buckner is a force. Just look at the games between the Colts and Derrick Henry. I can't say against mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor because, you know, they don't play each other at regulation yeah, time. It's funny. The one that the Colts had DeForest Buckner, the Titans didn't win. Interesting how that works. You know, right. Um, so from that standpoint, I would pair that with the interior line being banged up as they are from the preseason. Sure, they've had some times to shore things mm-hmm. up. Travis, you're aware, you know, the guard position has questions on the offensive line for the Jags. Right. That's one of my main matchups. Uh, that is my one of my top two matchups in this game is how will Brandon Scherf, Ben Barch, Luke Fortner perform against DeForest Buckner and Shaq Leonard. It's not just DeForest Buckner, obviously. It's not just Shaq Leonard, obviously, yeah. but that's former all-pro Shaq Leonard. That's, you know, former all-pro DeForest Buckner. Like, we're talking two great players that work in tandem with each with each other to historically, you know, stop the run. So, we didn't play Shaq Leonard last year, and we ran for 243 yards. DeForest had some injuries throughout the season and wasn't necessarily himself and they you know he had up and down games first game of the season how was that going to look the Jaguars were very successful running the ball against you know Miami Dolphins and we talked about that when they didn't have their top two interior linemen how is this running game going to look how much are we going to be able to lean on it how explosive will that offense look against those two players it's going to be fun like that is going to be a fun matchup to watch. I'm sure I'm going to watch that one twice simply to look at those two players in the middle for Indy. 
Yeah, we'll watch for this pencil whip. I'll call it right here. And I'm not exactly, re, you know, reinventing a wheel here, but watch for a lot of Travis Entian or somebody to the outside early, widen those splits. So somebody has a fighting chance to get that double on Buckner. And there's a one on one in the second level against Shaq Leonard. And, you know, that's the one that's got to be won. Yeah. That's that's the book. That's the block. That's advantage guard or Sheriff in this case. Um, and he's got to win that one if they're going to try to run the football. Uh, and by that point, when they go back to the inside, maybe they'll have Tank Bigsby in. I'm not sure exactly how they'll do that. I don't know how much they want to give away the play. I, I'll put mm -hmm. it this way. Tank, Bisc Tank Bigsby showed me enough that he can play on three downs and catch the football as well. Um, he just may not necessarily be the first choice right away. Uh, I, I still I expect Tank Bigsby, if things go well, if the Jaguars are up by at least two touchdowns in the second half, be prepared to see a lot of Tank Bixby at least 50 yards of production as they try to wind the clock down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I fully agree with that. And again, if they are able to get a two-touchdown lead, this is going to turn into what that game was in the Indy uh, last year. Because if they they have a two-touchdown lead at halftime or something along those lines late in the third, you might for, forget just Tank Bixby. You might see, you know, Jermichael Hasty. You might see, right, like you, you might see uh, – yeah, uh, D. Ernest Johnson. Like at that point, like we might be getting deep into the like, and it even happened last year when Jamichael Hasty had the long run against Indy because he was getting what it was it seven or eight, just those seven or eight runs. So right. I fully agree with you. If they have that kind of success, it's going to be because they're running the ball well. Well, I have to mention something about Tank Bigsby in particular because a he was nice enough to talk to me for a bit after ah. the preseason game in Everbank. Also, there are two, there are more receipts currently about how wrong I am about him as a draft pick, or so it's looking like. Oh. Um, so I got to counteract some of those and collect some of that. I don't uh, think you. Yeah, I, I want to be clear. I don't think you. I don't. Th I personally don't think you're wrong at all. I think Travis Etienne is going to take that early James Robinson role oh, that no, they no. had last year. I mean, where I'm wrong is is having questions about the drafting of Bigsby in the first place. That's, oh, well, that, well, that that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. But now you're seeing how it's how it works, and you're seeing you know the depth that they have, and you're seeing how they how the coaching staff at least feels about their the rest of the team. It is what it is. Like we, I don't think any of us will say we agree that they shouldn't have gone defensive end, but it kind of is what it is at this point. So I agree with the thought process that maybe questioning the pick yeah that's fair but questioning the player oh that's another conversation because he's yeah. yeah 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 he's dope oh yeah yeah exactly and 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 well we'll take it here to this piece as well heading over to the jags offense i think the main thing that hurt them was and trevor will tell you himself he's still trying to get his footwork right you know people mm -hmm. keep i can't the thing that really cheeses me off, Travis, are these complete and total morons disguising themselves as analysts, yeah, I said it, deal with it, who want to keep bringing up Trevor's rookie record record, mm -hmm. under Urban Meyer. But when you're mired in Urban's coaching, how the hell are you supposed to win games? And we won't even get into elements of the schedule that were tougher that year than mm -hmm. the year following, right? Yeah. Just yeah. the people that are just, not watching the games, unaware of what are, is going on, and basically not throwing out the rookie season are just doing an injustice to what is factually accurate when it comes to one Trevor Lawrence. And I mentioned yeah. all that. Even back as a rookie, he was pointing out his footwork. Now, granted, I don't know who was coaching him to make it better, but apparently there weren't a whole lot of people doing it. Doug mm -hmm. Peterson comes to town. Someone's addressing his footwork. It gets better inside of 2022. They win the division. Go answer it. I think not. 
So, yeah, and it got I, better, I mean, and it got better as the season went on. Exactly, exactly. Right, That's and it's, and it's still years. and it's still not perfect. And to be clear, it's still not perfect. He still has those lapses. He still has those plays. Uh, watched the breakdown of him. Uh, what about a week or two weeks ago with JTO Sullivan, former NFL quarterback? He has his own YouTube oh, channel, the QB, the QB School. School is man, right, listen. the QB School, and he broke it. And he broke down on a few, just a few of those plays when Trevor just let his footwork get away from him. You know, there was a five-yard stop route on third down to Zay Jones, and he just puts it way too far out to the left, and it was all footwork. Just things of that nature. He still has things that are going to creep up and have to be cleaned up. But that's where coaching comes in. That's where repping it comes in. And he got better last year. And I intend on it's going to it's good now and it's going to become better even as this season goes on because he has so many former quarterbacks and you know quarterback coaches around this team as around this offense that they they're not going to let let him get away with those small things. They're they're coaching him up. They're on him, and it's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. I love how you're wording that. They're not going to let him get away with it. That's that, I think that's an appropriate um, description. And, and let's move over to the other side. Um, Anthony uh, Richardson, I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback one day. We just ain't there. Um, you know, I think he has the potential to be what Cam Newton was, but I don't think he has the potential to do it in his rookie year. Um, that right. being said, I I want I I would assume. If I'm a Colts fan, that if they don't have a designed QB draw play up the middle behind the judo guard himself, Quentin Nelson, they're doing it wrong. Okay? There's, there's no way they don't. Right. <laughs> now, and you mentioned um, Hamilton being out. Uh, Fatu Kasi yeah. will be in the game, so that'll be a big deciding factor there, too. And I'm sure Foye Aluakun, once again a captain, by the way, um, will be on on watch for that to kind of crash down on that play if and when it happens. So that is my other matchup to watch. It's actually not Foyer, but it's Adam Gostis because uh, Coach Peterson when he, on Wednesday stated that Gostis is going to be taking the Devon Hamilton role. You're going to have uh, you're going to have uh, Foyer playing his normal role, obviously, and that's where that's going to come in. It's going to be because Hamilton was so good at both rushing the passer and stopping the run. Whereas Gostas, we've seen him do, have flashes of both, but, you know, he has limited snaps. So how is that going to work when you have a quarterback who's, what, 240 pounds? When you basically have Derrick Henry at quarterback. And, yeah, I mean, this track, may be one of those. Ben Roethlisberger. Track star Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, th there you go. So this is one of those games where it may be more beneficial to have someone like a you know, Trevon Walker uh, versus, uh, you know, a Hutchinson simply because this is a guy who's going to be so difficult to bring down. They're going to be running those RPOs where they're going to, where it's going to be a lot of one-on-one -on -one tackling. And if right. you miss that tackle, he's off to the races. He's 30 yards downfield. Um, and we talked about this before, before the podcast. So like, I, I watched every preseason snap for that starting Colts offense uh, for just, just to kind of get a gauge of what they want to be, um, even if they're not there yet. And honestly, as much as people are talking about the expectation that this is a four-win team, and I do believe it, Same I here. don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe they're going to be a walkover. Um, I've seen. I saw how they played against the Bills in Week One of the preseason. I saw how they played against the Eagles in Week Three. That did not like, and and both teams were missing starters on their defense, uh, but it wasn't the whole you know starting defense that were sitting. Right. That didn't look like a team that was just laying down. And that they were absolutely establishing the run as far as that's concerned. So if there is a concern for Jack fans, 
it's going to be that is that defense going to just slow them down if you slow even if you give up points just if you give up you know less than 21 points you're probably going to win the game that's my current that's my current opinion that's my current understanding of it but mm-hmm. i also don't believe that this is going to be one of those we're going to shut them out. We're going to hold them to three points. No, I I don't believe that. Richardson is a great deep ball. He has Adam Pier- uh, uh, Pierce. He has a uh, uh, goodness gracious, I forget his first name. Uh, Pierce from Cincinnati. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, Alec Pierce. There you go from Alec. Cincinnati. Um, and it's a great deep ball receiver. So you have that. So we, where Richardson needs to work is basically his short game. And if any of you are Florida Gator fans, you kind of know how this is already. It's that inconsistency. He's in, in very many ways. That's very Josh Allen like in his freshman year. So that's that whole give and take. Are the Jaguars who struggled against the Jets running a lot of RPOs in 2022, who struggled against, you know, the Eagles running a lot of RPOs early in last season? Well, are the Jaguars going to cure that RPO issue? Because it is a very technical way of playing defense, and you screw up once, you give up 30 yards. Uh, w- would we be talking that much about struggling against RPO if if they didn't turn over that Eagles game back? But I, I hear what you're saying. No, Eagles- no, no, no. Well, the Jets game, you can't forget that most yeah, Jets, Jets fans game. pulled their hair out when they had this, I don't even know his name, it's this S-Ford guy. Uh, it was a backup quarterback. He came in in the third quarter of the Jets game, and all of a sudden they're moving up and down the field. He just got cut this preseason, I, I, and it stinks that I'm going. I, I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, it's not Mike White. You're, uh, you're right. It, about- it was. It was just uh, some wildcat. Some just some no. I, I want to call the guy nobody because he's an NFL quarterback. But yeah, that and it was so frustrating because the Jaguars could not stop them running that RPO game, running that wildcat, and it was it was a mess. So we've seen that as late as you know December of last year. So I don't right. want to just forget these things because we're in the new season. The defense matters and how they play it matters. And I'm hoping that, you know, Mike Caldwell has a solution to that RPO game because if they let if they let the Colts stay in this, you know, make a special teams here, a special teams play here and there, you know, just they keep it close. You give them that confidence. And then in the game in Indy where the Jaguars haven't won since 2017, you don't want to let them stay in this game. You don't want to give them that confidence. Travis? I think you broke it down to the great extent that you could. I think we gave the fans and fans and the people everything they could want in this week's edition of the Duval Dive. Um, give me that final score in your mind, and then we'll wrap this beast up. Brother, I'm going 34-20. Oh, okay. but I do believe, yeah, I do believe we give up some points. I, I see, I think both teams come out a little flat. Um, I have 24-10. Um, so we do have that similar domination, but I think you have, I think you see both teams coming out on cylinders. I'm accounting for game one flatness. I just, you know, I, I that feels appropriate to me um, yeah. with that. That being said, if the Jags actually finally have that clean opening drive that they've been talking about all of preseason, then your score is probably going to be more likely to be correct than mine. But you can find out why exactly I come up with 24 to 10 in my portion of the weekly thoughts for the writers at the Jaguar report on jaguarreport.com. My dude, John Shipley uh, running that show and all the writers therein. So look out for that uh, with the Jaguars report there too. Travis, tell the world we can be found my guy. 
Well, I can be found on all the socials, Travis D. Holmes, um, whether that's Twix or, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Twitter X. Uh, that's, that's that's Mr. Mike Patton of, you know, uh, the AFC South, uh, touring the AFC South. Yes, uh, you can find me on Facebook, you know, threads, etc. Travis D. Holmes. You can find my writings on BitCatCountry.com. Take a look at the, uh, the article from yesterday, I should say late last night, um, where we... Well, the media, we had a conversation with, you know, Jaguars defensive and offensive coordinators, Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell, just discussing a lot of the things that we talked about earlier today. Uh, Jaguars are basically focusing on starting fast in week one. Uh, So that's on BitCatCountry.com. And you can find me all throughout the season. Again, just check out my Twitter, check out my Facebook. And, you know, I'm always going to put some fun stuff on there just to mix it in with just, you know, give a little sprinkle with with my Jaguars talk. Of course, I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Check out my writings with the black and gold banneret covering UCF football and, of course, the Jaguar report of SI talking all things Jaguars as well as on the three-point conversion also with A7B in sports and Sertoba Media where the struggle is real to be awesome. In honor, joy, and privilege, football's real now, people. So we're trying to tell you. Um, and until next time, everyone, class dismissed. <laughs>